Hello and welcome to another edition of Sunday Stories, where we tell the stories of the people who make North Church Guthrie such a special place. And uh, I'm your host, Corey White, and we are here. We're here, our first episode in in our new studio. Hetty got us set up here at our new location at 2019 Woodlawn Avenue in Guthrie, Oklahoma, Guthrie, America, which is just right off I-35 on our new location where we have services at 9.30 and 11 o'clock. And I am joined by our guest today, Preston Williams. Preston, thanks for being on the show. Excited to learn a little more about you. And first off, uh, tell me, how'd you get involved with North Church? Uh, So I've been knowing Hetty for a while. And um, we had just moved back from Las Vegas in 2016. And um, we heard about North Church and heard about Hetty being up here at North Church, so we came and checked it out. Uh, my wife fell in love with North Church, and so um, it was one of those things where with her loving it, the kids loving it, um, you know, and Hetty being a brother of mine, uh, it's perfect fit. What do you do at North? Right now, man, we I would like to get a little bit more involved, but right now um, on G3, uh, serve leading Bible study. What is the what does that look like? Tell me a little bit more about that. The Bible study. Yeah. Okay. So, well, like before beforehand, like for a couple of years, man, um, me and a few other people, um, we've we've been um, faithfully, you know, joining uh, for Bible study on Wednesdays. And I remember this one day, uh, Brother Hetty, he he hit me up and he's like, you know, you guys can uh, come up here to the church, you know. And it was it was like a, a real blessing because like. COVID had hit and was doing Bible studies on Zoom or we'd meet up at the park. And it's like, we're coming around to winter and it's starting to get cold and stuff like that. And it's like, well, we love meeting in person. Zoom is not the ideal thing, you know. Um, we rather meet in, per- in person. And so, uh, man, it was a perfect situation how he uh, reached out to us. So now we're up here and um, man, when I tell you just just the family of North, man, and how we are embraced, it's, it's nothing better than to feel, you know, uh, to feel like you're you're wanted or to be invited in to be a part, you know. Yeah. Well, you've been here. It sounds like since the beginning uh, of North Church got three or about then. Uh, do you go? The difference between this location, I haven't really asked anybody uh, this since we started this, but the location here on Woodlawn versus the school. Tell me about about the differences in that transition and, and what that's what that's meant to you. Man, um, it just seems like more freedom when you come in to this area. You know, it it, it feels like. It feels like it is our location, like it's ours. You go into the school, you know it's the schools. You know what I mean? It's, it, you could tell it was, like for me, just through my thought process, it's one of those things where it's, it's north and it's, we're grateful that we have been blessed to be able to have somewhere that we've been able to worship. You know what I mean? It's like you come here, you know, nobody's... Um, it's, it's North Church, you know what I mean? It's North Church location. So it's like when you go to the city, that's their building. You know, they don't have to share it or answer to nobody on any of those things. And so it's like when you come here, you know, this is our 
our location. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and of course, you know the 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 relationship that North Church Guthrie has had with uh, gas and the, yes. the the school district has been unbelievable. But yes. you know this this year, as we've all seen in 2020, we've all just kind of had to have these little pivots, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> yes. We've all we've all had to deal with things in in certain ways that we never thought we'd have to deal with, right? It's yes. been just that strange, strange year. Yes. Uh, well, tell me, tell me more about you. Are you are you from Oklahoma? Yes, I'm from Guthrie, Oklahoma. Um, been been around a little bit. Um, when I was in second grade, we ended up moving to Chicago. Uh, we lived out there for like two or three years, and then moved back home. And uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm happy to be from here. Okay, it's it's a beautiful place to be. So you grew up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you uh, you go to high school here? Mm-hmm. And then uh, 2008 graduated. 2008. Oh man. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> you, uh, you end up. Uh, you, did you go to Las Vegas? You said. Yes. Um, so in 2012, we moved to California, which is where my wife is from. She's from Bakersfield, California. We lived there for a year, and then um, the Lord opened up a door for us to move to Las Vegas. And uh, Las Vegas, we was there for about a good four years. Um, and that's also the place where um, I dedicated my life to Christ. That's awesome. Uh, t- tell me about that moment. Man, so um, I was, I've, I've been in church my whole life, um, you know, but it's a difference between, uh, you know, being a part of something and, and living out something. So it's like whenever... Like, growing up, I had good people, you know, to show me what it looked like to be a Christian, you know, to and what it means to serve in a church. But I also had role models um, that I would rather cling to that wasn't, you know, godly or whatever. Um, and so whenever I went to Las Vegas, um, it was one of those things, man, to where, like, around 2012, when we got ready to leave, man, it was it was a lot of stuff going on. And I you know, started praying and asking God, like, if you're real, you know, show me type stuff. And somebody who's been in church all their life, you wouldn't think that that would be a question that they ask. But it, it was a lot of things going on that made me realize, like, yo, I, I need to know more about this, you know. And so uh, me and my wife, our marriage was struggling. Um, just a lot of things taking place, you know, same in California. But when we get to Las Vegas, I'm at God just showed up in a lot of different ways. I'm not going to go into that mm-hmm. deep, deep story. But um, but it was beautiful, man. So, like, a coworker of mine, she knew I wrote music or whatever, and she ended up giving me this CD of a of a guy named um, Wu. They call him Wu-Wu. Um, and uh, he's a Hispanic uh, Christian rapper. And, uh, you know, I was listening to a lot of his music, and... He had this one song, I can't remember the exact title, but it's, it's, it's a lot, like along the lines of him saying what he used to be, you know? And um, it's so crazy how when I was listening to his testimony, like this is a guy who like lived a, a, a true street life, you know, like a, like a life full of darkness. And now I'm looking at this man serving the Lord with a a, a open huge heart man ready to love everyone and so i'm sitting here putting two to two together like man that's only something that god can do only true transformation can come like that and this is where i'm at right now where i'm needing to see what that looks like you know because 
I'm not being a good husband, you know, like I need to be. And if I'm not being a good husband like I need to be, then I'm definitely not being a good dad like I need to be, you know. And it's like, what other areas am I falling short in? And so I end up going to this Christian event, you know, where I found out the, the ministry is called Kingdom Music. And so um, I go to this event and, um, you know, I'm listening to a lot of testimonies. This is where I find out that um, Wu was murdered. Um, because that's who I was really going to this event to see, you know, that's who I thought it was. I found out that he has an identical twin, you know, and so you got Brian, um, Brian T, which is um, the, the uh, who took on the ministry after Wu passed away. So he's sharing the testimony and all these things, how Wu was murdered and how, you know, he wanted to avenge his brother, you know, um, but how the Holy Spirit wrapped him up and kept him from doing that or whatever. And then there was another dude named Gifted the Flame. Um, he was sharing his testimony, and a brother named Five was sharing their testimony. And so you got Five, who was a crack addict, man, and he was talking about how he went in one day, um, and I'm paraphrasing on what he said, but how he went into the church, and he, he just surrendered and submitted everything. You know, this man was a crackhead, meth head, and... He gave it all to the Lord, and after that, he did not need no 12-step program or any of those things to keep him off of those things. So that was a true testimony of what the spirit of uh, and the blood of Jesus Christ can do to somebody's life, you know. And the same with Gifted. Gifted was like, you know, I used to have prayers, like, Lord, don't get me pulled over, you know, with all this dope in the trunk, to, you know, knowing what, what, what real prayer looked like. And so it was like... And, and that resonated with me because we all have been there. We don't have to be to that magnitude. We've all been where when we're in our sin, we're praying that we don't reap the repercussions that we know that we should have to the point to where when we really get to know Christ, our prayer life just changes tremendously. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, man. So I ended up rededicating my life to the Lord that night. Um, and then um, later on in January, uh, yeah, 2014. Um, so that must have been 2013 when they came. But anyways, I ended up getting giving my life to the uh, to the Lord in 2014 in January. And so ever since, man, it's it's been a journey of me truly knowing and understanding um, what a relationship with Jesus Christ looked like. It's not about you know the works uh, of like us just showing up to church, serving in the church you know, um, feeding the homeless. We can do all of these things, but if Christ is not in our heart, none of it matters. So it's like one of those things to where I, was, I understand now is like you build your relationship first with Christ, and once you build that, everything else will come naturally. And so, yeah. Yeah, you, uh, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. It's such a great, a great story, uh, you know, but I, I, I love that, you know, you talked about, um, you know, the way the transformation mm -hmm. that you go through. And it's funny because I, I've had this conversation with a few people. It's, you know, it, it's something so simple. You get dunked in water and you, you, you come back up again. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not, you know, you, you know, this isn't, uh, you know, brain surgery, come on. you know, you know, yeah. but, but it, but it, but it seems to change your, your life in, in, in many ways. Yes. And, and, but you also have to let go of, of some things. And you had mentioned that in your story as well, is you kind of have to let go of some things in the past and and maybe it's behaviors maybe it's people 
you know, letting go of people in your life that are like, you know, I just can't, you, I can't have you in my life anymore. Yeah. And that is, that is hard. Yeah. That is hard to do, isn't yes. it? When you have to, and let go of behaviors that you've found comfortable, right? right. Uh, that, that you found comfort, comfort in. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So what were you doing? What were you doing in Vegas? Um, as far as like work or yeah, just generally. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, I like the whole time I was there was security work, nothing like super major. Some of it was surveillance. Um, some of it was patrolling security, you know, where you had to, um, just make sure things stay like if, if it's at a vacant building or something, you know, we'd be, that'd be our post where we'd be. And, uh, just making sure no trespasses or anything came. Nothing too, nothing too serious. Um, uh, man, that's that's where the door opened for me. Um, we're doing Christian hip hop too, man. Um, like that, it taught me a lot. And I could tell you, the biggest part that I've learned out there in that area was that it was that. I think I was surrounded around people who showed me that it's not about um, the music. You know what I mean? The music is a tool. And so, therefore, we are to use this music to glorify and magnify Christ. And you got some people who, I saw it, man, were people who wrote music to be seen. You know, it's like one of those things where your perspective never changes. You come in, um, you come into Christian hip-hop, wanting the same um, respect or wanting the same outcome that you would doing secular music. And and you gotta understand that there's, when you come to Christ, there's a line that is drawn, you know, and it's no longer about us. It's no longer about our personal gain. It's no longer about um, us worried about building a fan base. It's all about us sharing our testimony and it's all about us telling people about who Jesus Christ is and what he's done for us. And so, like, in that area, I could tell you that's the one of the biggest things um, that I learned out there um, is that it's really, and that's not just in Christian hip-hop, just in my life in general. It's no longer about me. It's no longer about my wants or needs. It's all about me living in, and to serve because that's, I think that's one of the biggest things that go over our head. When we come to Christ, man, we literally turn to a servant. Just... Period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're no, we're, we're, it's no longer us and what we want and how we want to do it. We removed ourselves and we let Christ move in, and now it's time for the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us in the ways that Christ has called us to. You know, so um, that right there, man, um, it's one of the biggest things. But so, yeah, just doing security, man, and um, my journey to doing Christian hip hop and getting a lot of shows and outreaches and stuff like that started in Las Vegas as well. Oh, yeah, let me uh, tell me more about you do Christian hip hop. Yes, sir. And so you're, you know, how about that journey? Uh, you know, how did the, it began maybe in Vegas and, and it's continued well, here? I, I've, I've been rapping since I was like 12. Okay. And so, like, um, but yeah, like when we moved to California, um, I started writing. So, I'm going to backtrack. I got a younger cousin. His name is Zante. Shout out to him. Um, this dude, uh, like back when I smoked a lot and all that stuff, I pull into my mom's house and I'd be out, you know, smoking or whatever. And he had come to the car 
and he'll always try to tell me about Jesus, and I'm like, bro, get out of here. I don't, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this. And he will always come in those moments where he know I'm outside smoking. And so I remember one day he brought um, some music, uh, which is Lecrae. I think it was a Rebel album or something like that. And so uh, he was trying to get me to put it in the CD player. And I'm like, bro, no, I'm not listening to it. And so he just left it in the seat. And so it was one of those things where one day, as I'm just traveling, um, I had worked in Moore at the time, so it's a long drive from Moore to Guthrie. And I ended up just putting the CD in one day, you know, and listened to a little bit of it. And then I actually started to tune to it because it's like, you automatically, before you really get to know who Jesus is, you just think, like, rap like that is just corny. You, that's, that's what you expect, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and it wasn't. And so, um, it still wasn't, it still wasn't what, like, to my liking of what I like to hear, um, but it wasn't corny. It, it resonated with me, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, that's where the journey, like, you could tell, like, seeds was planted from that moment. Mm -hmm. And so, when we moved to California, like I say, it was one of them, um, man, me and my wife went through a lot of trials during that time. And um, I just started writing. It wasn't necessarily Christian music, but it was more of me talking to God through lyrics still. Um, um, more testimonial music, I guess you could say. And, um, and then from there, like I say, when, whenever I did come to know the Lord, really, um, that's on that path. Yeah, I love you talking about your testimony and, and sharing. And I, 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 I've, I think it, it's interesting that Christian hip-hop, in, in many ways, is a way to share your testimony yes. with people who may have been in your situation, yes. uh, you know, before you found Christ. Yes. And in, in a way that, you know, like, you know, maybe there's, you know, you, you have people like Mercy Me, and you have different, there's different ways, and you have great Christian writers, but there's different ways that maybe God uses to reach the hearts of, of, of people. Come and on, in many ways, that's, uh, you know, that's what you can do with, through Christian hip hop is, yes. is reach people maybe I, I couldn't reach certainly with through my testimony and you know maybe mercy me isn't going to only reach through their testimony yeah. right yeah yeah that's, that's why he call us to be the body you know we all can't be the nose we all can't be the fingers we all you know we all got to play our position and our part um on whatever it may be that god has called us to be so you're right you hit that right on the head brother yeah uh you uh, uh how do people get uh how, how do people hear you um so of course, my name is Preston Williams, but um, through the Christian Hip Hop, where you will find me, um, I go by Pizo the Messenger. Um, so it'd be P-Z-O-T-H-A, uh, Messenger, M-E-S-S-E-N-G-E-R. And um, so I just literally, October, dropped a project called Lifestyle. Um, and it's, it's really one of those things to where um, that project, I feel like God put it on my heart because um, a lot of, through my personal experience, um, I didn't see everybody who say they were a Christian live as a Christian. And so we got to realize that in every day that we call ourselves a Christian, people are watching. And if we're not living out what the word show us, we're, we're not planting the right seeds. Mm -hmm. And so those seeds can, can grow to bitterness 
um, where people already grow before they even give the church a chance. They already have um, a, a bitter feeling about the church, you know, before they truly get to know the church because of ex-Christians that they came across that truly wasn't living out, you know, um, who Christ called us to be. And so, like, in lifestyle, I, I feel like that's one of the biggest things um, that I feel like God was really trying to do through me in on that project because I think it's very important that people realize that we have been called to uh, be set apart when it comes to walking in this life. I have a, I have a friend uh, named Wesleyan, and he says often, uh, you know, Christians are known more uh, for what they're against than what they're for. And that is, that is a shame, right? Yes, you know, yes. because uh, so many people are turned away uh, from Christ because of the actions of, of, of so-called Christians. And that's, you know, that's really a devastating thing. Sad, man. Yeah. I, I think it's very sad. And it's like, who do we blame at the end of the day? You know, and, I, and when you really look at it, it's like, man, as, as you continue to look at today's church, I think it is truly a lack of discipleship now. It's one of those things to where, you know, you come to church, we um, make them feel more welcome of the congregation, but it's like, where where does discipleship fall in, you know, in the midst as this big church family is growing, you know, um, where's accountability at? And it's like, you really don't, don't see that too much. I, I know me personally, I've been to a few different churches um, where, like how Hetty was saying, you know, you go into the church and... You're not really noticed or recognized, you know, and then the next thing you know, what happens after that? You know, that that bitterness have grown because it's like, here we are. My expectations of the church was up here. And now I didn't came into this church and truly didn't receive what I thought I should have received while I was here. And now I'm out, you know, and they call themselves Christians. Yeah. You know, now that's the perspective that people have. Um and, and dude, I, I think we do a lot more damage to ourselves and to the body ourselves than what the world is doing, honestly, because we're not truly, um, some are not truly, um, you know, walking in the identity uh, that Christ has called us to. Yeah, that's good, that's good. What, uh, tell me about your family, your wife. So, man. Yeah, man, my wife, my beautiful wife, her name is Dominique Williams. Um, we have seven kids together. Um, you have seven children? Seven children, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we you, have... you don't look a day over 21, <laughs> by the way. I, I know people can't see it, but I just... <laughs> how, old, how old are your kids? Tell me. Or, uh, you know, you don't have to... Age range. Okay, no, you're fine. Uh, so we got, we got our oldest daughter. Her name is Anastasia. She is 11. Um, we have our son, Jaden. Um, he is 11, not twins. Um, and then we have little Preston. He is 10. And then we have Emery. She is 10. They're not twins. And then we got Lyric. That is seven. And then we have Avery. That is four. And then we have Amora, who is just three to four weeks old. And so when I say they're not twins, we're also foster parents. So we got five biological kids, and then we adopted two. What what made you adopt? I mean, you already got five kids. What makes you you're just you just say to yourself, I don't think we have enough mouths to feed. So let's let, let's add two more. What made you want to adopt? Man, so um, dude, it's it's really something like so. My mom, man, she plays a big part in that. 
um, and, and my grandmother too. So it's like, I grew up in a big family. We've always been close knit. You know, my grandma, she's never shied away from any of us. Whoever needed to stay with her or stay at her home, she did so, you know, um, even if it was already packed, you know, and it's the same with my mom. Um, going through school, I had friends um, that, that wasn't as blessed as I was, you know, to have their parents there with them like that. And so if, literally, if I ask my mom and I'm like, hey, you know, such, such don't have nowhere to stay, well, tell them they can stay here, you know? And just watching her heart uh, growing up, man, it's, it's truly impacted me. And, um, and so, you know, my mom, she did the same with some of my cousins, you know, and her sister, she's taken them, uh, she's let them stay with, with her and, and stuff like that. So. Um, I just seen it in my family a lot growing up of the selflessness of of them opening their door to other people. Um, and my wife, um, she was the one who really wanted to get into it. Um, I let her speak for herself one day, but she she definitely has that same heart. And she grew up by herself. She has three older brothers, but she she grew up. They're like ten years older than her, so she basically grew up in a home by herself. And she she really. Um, always wanted a bigger family. You know, she always loved the bigger family side. So that's why she wanted to, um, and she, and so the bigger thing is, it's just, we know that we would love to give others that same opportunity to know what love feel like. That That's really what the key to it all was. Um, because that's, that's, I mean, when we look, when we really look outside our doors, the reason why everything looked like it looked is because it's a lack of love and respect for one another. And so it's like one of those things to where um, if, if we can help, you know, uh, sow a seed of love somewhere, we want to do so, you know. So that's how we really got into it. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's really helping uh, children who just don't have that. Um, we've, sometimes we forget we live in our own bubble, especially today. You know, 2020, where we're all supposed to social distance and yeah. we're isolated, and yeah. oh, let's just stay home and play on our Wi-Fi. You know, and, and the tr- <laughs> truth is, there are a lot of people out there who don't have it as good as we have it. Yes. And uh, for you and your wife to to reach out, and obviously, you know, your other your biological kids as well. I mean, parenting is just such a critical um, job, such a critical role, and and being a father, especially today. Uh, you 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 talked a little bit about. Um, you know, your wife and your struggles, um, you know, maybe at certain times and your marriages have struggled. And I'm not trying to get too, too personal, fine, but I, you but I do want fine. to know what, how has, how has uh, your following Christ and, 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 and digging in and leading into the church, how has that made your marriage stronger? Okay. So, um, it was so crazy, man, because like I came to Christ uh, before she did and she wasn't really ready to let go. Um, and so it was one of those things to where, in the beginning, I was a babe in Christ. And like I said, I came to Jesus, excuse me. I came to Jesus um, and really didn't have uh, the guidance that I should have had. So I'm leaning on being a Christian the best I know how, which is, you know, you get a lot, you get real zealous um, and you start calling people out on a lot of things and try to tell people what they need to leave alone you know, and not realizing that these things are, is, is coming through the, the spirit guiding you on how to reach people, you know what I mean? And how to speak to people out of love. 
you know, and I don't think that it was being done like that. So my wife, it, it kind of, kind of where you, it, there's one thing to, to tell somebody to stop smoking and another reason to say, here's why you need to say, you know, yeah. there, there, you, yep. there, there's a way to couch it. Right? Yeah. And so it was more of the point of stop doing this, you know, it's saying with my sister, you know, she told me that later. And so, um, it was, it's, it, it was tough, man. Um, and so she kind of, you know, strayed away from, from, from that, you know, area, you know, it's frustrating to me cause it'd be one of those things where I'm going in to pray. Um, and I'm never seeing her pray and I'm just getting frustrated. You know, I'm like, here I am trying to better our life and you're, you know, but the problem was me the whole time because it's like, if I lead by example, but first I need to be a follower, you know, before I can even know how to lead her in the right direction. I wouldn't be in the follower first. Now I got saved, you know, I'm feeling super pumped, you know, I'm closer to Jesus, I'm saying no to all these things, and here, you know, she is not wanting to say no. And I'm approaching it in the whole entire wrong way. Like, I'm, I'm approaching this whole situation, um, I'm pushing her more away than bringing her closer. And so, I remember, uh, we got into this argument, and she was like, well, call pastor, you know, so we called pastor. And I remember as we were. Is this his Hetty or? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Donald Morgan, Pastor Donald Morgan um, was who we called at this time. And, um, and so I remember one of, the, one of the things that he told us or he told me, he said, um, do you pray for her in these areas more than what you're telling her not to do? You know, along, somewhere along those lines. And, and I was like, no, nah, I really don't. He said, well, you might need to start praying for her more than what you're telling her, you know, what to do or what not to do. Pray for, pray for her in those areas. And I kid you not, man, you know, like, I realized I'm going in thinking that everything was her and it was me and my leadership, you know, it was my lack of leadership. And, and that's why I say it's important that you have, um, uh, spiritual accountability around and over you because we don't know all the answers when we first come to Christ, you know, and that's why discipleship is very important. And so um, I, I thank God for that moment. You know, I still had a little pride in me because it's like, man, you know, here I am pointing her out and I wanted it to be her, you know what I mean? That's the sad part. And, and it wasn't so much of her. It was me and my lack of leadership, my lack of, of opening my eyes to really seeing what the root of the issue was. And so, man, I started praying more for her. Um, and I remember I worked over, I, I think it was before I started working overnight, but I think at this time I got off around like 1130, maybe at night. And um, I remember coming into the apartment, you know, I remember going into the house and going to our back room and the door was closed and I opened the door up and there she is praying. And dude, you want to talk about a rejoicing moment because that was one of the first times where, where I've prayed and I'm seeing, you know, the fruit from praying. And dude, like when they say God's promises is, is for real, man, it is. And if we just move ourselves out the way, you know, and let him do what he's promised he would do, um, we'll, we'll see the fruits from that. That's powerful. That's yes. powerful stuff. That's awesome. What about, what advice would you give, um, someone who is in 
that situation you were in, uh, you know, where you're, you're feeling a little bit of a tug, right? But, but you don't know, uh, but you want to make a change. Um, but you don't know maybe how or you're, or you're scared to. What advice do you give to, to people in those situations? That, like someone you were in that situation you were in. Um, as far as like the marriage side? No, no, not necessarily marriage, just life in general. Oh, man. So this, when, when it all started, um, when it all started for me, man, when I started questioning a lot of things in life, I literally asked the Lord, if you are real, show me. Um, it's something about, man, honesty of the heart. I say wherever you are in your walk, man, in pure honesty, whatever you're feeling, whatever you are thinking, be honest with God about that and ask him about it and ask him to show up in whatever area um, of weakness or whatever it may be in your life right now. With all honesty, ask him and he will He will definitely give you an answer. What What are you grateful for today? Man, I'm, I'm truly thankful, man, for God's grace and mercy. Um, it's, it's one of those things to where you just hear people say these things religiously and it's different when you understand what it really is. It's, it's, it's so many times when I look back on my life where I didn't take this walk serious and he didn't let me die that way. Um, he didn't leave me lost that way. Um, it's, it's plenty of times where my marriage shouldn't be where it's at. He didn't leave it broken. He, re, he, he literally mended it. He, he redeemed me um, and he reconciled me to him. So um, that's truly what I'm grateful for, man. That's good. To you, uh, I, I, we've had a few people on the last couple of weeks who have different talents than I certainly do. And I certainly am not a Christian hip hop artist. <laughs> but can you, can you leave us with uh, maybe, maybe a line or two? What, what is it? Can you, if, if I'm calling you on the spot, we don't have to, but if, maybe if there's a line that you like or, or, or something you can leave us with. Um, look me in my eyes and go and tell me what you see. It's a man with the heart of God with struggles you can't see. No, this isn't only me. This is every other Christian. So don't get it twisted. Dying to the flesh is a daily mission. That's good. That's good. Tell people uh, one more time how they can how they can find you. Okay, so on Facebook, um, I'm Preston Pizzo P Z O Williams. Um, Instagram, I'm Pizzo underscore the T H A underscore Messenger. Um, I don't remember my Snapchat. Like <laughs> That's that. enough. I just want, yeah, you're good. You're good. I want people to be able to find their music if they're if they're interested in that and maybe connect with you if they're interested as well. Well, thank you, yes. uh, you know, for coming on the show. This has been great, Preston. I appreciate it. That was our guest, Preston Williams. Uh, you know, go go listen to his music. Check him out. Uh, we are here, North Church Guthrie, at nine thirty and eleven o'clock on Sundays. If you want to come check us out live, uh, we're here at 2019 Woodlawn Avenue in beautiful Guthrie, America. That will do it for this edition of Sunday Stories. We'd love for you to follow North Church on Facebook and Instagram. North Church experiences are live streamed on Facebook and YouTube, as well as available on our website. You can find that by going to north.church. Thank you for listening, and as always, love God, love people, and follow Jesus.